Welcome to the Recruitment Roundup with Rob and Nadia of Harrington Star. This is our one podcast a week where we talk about us and our passion for great recruitment because five days a week we shine a light on the individuals making waves in the world of financial technology. So on a Sunday we bring you the Recruitment Roundup and this week we are going to be talking about partnerships, one of my favourite topics. So look, this is really multifaceted for us as recruiters because we are always bridging partnerships. We are bridging gaps we are bringing people together but something that we've seen across the financial technology space over the past few years has been that competition has become collaboration collaboration has become co-creation and being the best version of you has become about leveraging off multiple partnerships you can foster within the business within the industry and actually reaching further than that external to the industry so From our business point of view, we can talk about this from suppliers, vendors, clients, and so much more. So, Rob, I wanted to actually get you to do a bit of an open up and talk about how you have built some of our best partnerships across our business and with other industry suppliers and vendors and what that really stands for for us. I think it's a really interesting topic because sales and business is, is inherently competitive. But I think if you take it too far and you become isolationist, you're finished. I think one of the great things that came out of COVID, and there was a lot of innovation that came out of COVID, and I'm just talking about the recruitment industry, is that I think we pivoted from an industry that was always kind of comparing ourselves to each other and you know quite competitive with each other to being a really collaborative industry. There was this great swathe of sharing best practice, you know, oh, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? What are your struggles? How do you think we should tackle this? And I think for me that that was phenomenal. And What it did do is it really didn't change my mind because I was already thinking along these routes, but really underlined the importance of partnering with, from my side, with our suppliers, for example, with our technology suppliers, with our data suppliers, with our recruitment suppliers, and less of a servant-master relationship and more of a talk to us. What are we doing wrong? What are you seeing from your other clients? If you're talking to a particular technology provider, they're going to be talking to probably 30, 40, 50 to 100 of similar people to to us, to similar industries. They're going to know the challenges that they're facing. I want to have that knowledge. I want to know what, what they know to make ourselves better. So it has to become this partnership where you're talking with people and you're collaborating with people and it's not just do this, say that. And I think that for me, for, from my world with what I do, was really important, leveraging that knowledge base, paying it forward. You know, I've always made myself available to, to anyone that wants to, kind of have a demo of any of the products that we use because we've got a good relationship with our suppliers so for me a partnership is is vital because you're getting the best of both worlds you're getting that expertise but you're also cementing these relationships that are going to benefit you and everyone else going forward so i think that was one thing that really came out of covid for me and you know long may that continue yeah i totally agree and i think that It's kind of allowed us as a recruitment company and our industry to really talk more about how we are professionalizing this industry because we're all very open to say, and it's very close to remember it, the negative connotations around recruitment as a profession or even considering it as a profession. And I think that we've worked incredibly hard and served many of the industry bodies, recruitment industry bodies, in terms of how they are expecting us to be able to do more, add more value value to people, how we are having absolute standards across the industry. Now, it's not across everybody, but I I feel really proud to say that we have worked incredibly hard since the, the beginning of Harrington Star to reframe what people associate 
the values that people associate with recruitment agencies. And I feel really proud that everything that we've built around this business from foundation to now has been about adding that value. Even looking at you know the 102 or 103,000 followers we now have on LinkedIn, this is a, a constant commitment and responsibility to that many followers to make sure they still follow us because we're adding value day in, day out. And it's, I think the industry has sometimes suffered from a bit of an identity crisis. I mean, I've heard everything, you know, your parasites, your your used car salesmen and an old company I used to work for, they used to refer to themselves as a necessary evil. I was like, but that's not who we are. That's not what we do. You know, we are providing companies with their most important asset which is humans people you shouldn't denigrate yourself to the lowest common denominator but it's very easy to fall into that trap because there are so few barriers to entry anyone can pick up a phone and be a recruiter but to be a good recruiter and to be a partner you have to give back it can't just be about you know flinging cvs it has to be something more than that and as you know you're at the forefront of this yourself with your initiatives for dei and everything like that that, that's paying it forward. That is being a partner. That is giving people value for money. That is giving people something without asking for any money. So I think to be a, a really good recruitment company, you have to set your standards and go, this is what we're about. It's not just about making a quick buck from, from sending a CV. It is educating the industry. It's working with the industry to really affect change. And, and that may sound grandiose from a recruitment company, but your people are your biggest assets. It, it should be that. And I think there's so much to learn there as well. So I I totally agree when you say it's about educating people and giving people visibility of what's happening in specific marketplaces. So you know what, what your competition are doing. So you know what the standards are in terms of talent attraction. But also I've been talking a lot about the talent experience and a lot of people, when you when a recruiter says to them, right, we need to ensure that the talent experience is a good one. Actually, their minds go straight to when someone is attracted to your business, when they're onboarded in your business. Their minds don't think about that sort of post-onboarding phase, that, that sort of six months to 18 months. Their mind doesn't go to their first promotion, their second promotion, their third promotion. Their mind doesn't go to how do we keep somebody in the business because we're nurturing them, investing in them, training them, making them better for the next four or five years. Their mind just doesn't go to that. And This, I think, is a huge, huge responsibility that we have as a recruitment business and the recruitment industry. And you know what? People just don't think that because when they think about recruitment, they think about us headhunting people out of businesses sooner than they should be leaving and us putting them into other businesses. Well, actually, when we are partnering with companies properly, it's about ensuring that we are doing something about this epidemic of people, you know, the revolving door epidemic of people joining companies and leaving on average, as I say all the time, after 13 months. That's where we are right now. That's no good for Mm. any individual, any company, all the economy, all the industry. It's no good for anything. So this talent experience to me is a responsibility. And everything you said there about partners is so, so important to this point, because you know, in the last couple of weeks, we have partnered with some major industry events across the financial technology space. We are going to be working with FinTech Merge in October. We are partnering with FinTech Connects in November. We're already talking to Finnovate Europe about their 2023 program and what that's actually going to look like. And all the conversations that I'm having, I met with the president of Money 2020 this week as well. Every conversation I'm having is we need to have 
more time on stage talking about talent. Talent needs to be more on the agenda. And when I talk about inclusive talent, I think financial inclusion is a hugely important topic to be having on stage, but it's very different to people inclusion in our workplaces. And it often, that that message, when we go to industry events, that often gets crossed over. They're two very, very different topics that need to be very high on the agenda. And I feel like we're, because of our strong partnerships, we're starting to tap through on that. I think, I think you make a really interesting point about that, that kind of talent experience. And, and everyone focuses on the talent attraction part. You know, oh, how, how do we get people? We need a nice, shiny website. We need a welcome pack so it's on your desk and you take a nice photo of LinkedIn and, you know, send it on LinkedIn and, and all this. What happens next? You know, what happens week one? What happens week two? What happens week three? Month, you know, so on and so on. It's like everyone's so focused on the first date they haven't thought about what happens there. I think that's a really important point. So hopefully these these partnerships, you know, will be able to leverage best practice, talk to people about what they do, because that's the important point. You don't want people there for 13 months. You want people there for two, three, four, five years. You know, they can really drive your business forward when you're in that point. Absolutely. And then another thing that I wanted to mention this week is that we hosted our very own inclusive crypto roundtable in the offices of Harrington Star based in Cannon Street. And we did that this week, which I was super excited about, because if anyone's listened to me on the recruitment roundup for a while, you'll know that during the pandemic, I did a whole series of roundtables and I called them the Networking Better series because in the pandemic, no one could get out to events, no one could really network. And every time events happened online, you could learn from the speakers, but where everyone really struggled was that that chit chat, that networking. And even though you went off into breakout rooms, it was never really the same. So my whole idea on this to solve this problem was just to have round tables of three to five people, so really intimate, where we just talk about a topic for an hour and I'd bring these people together. And it was brilliant because what we did is we'd come back every three months or every three to six months and discuss like follow-ups to that same topic. So we'd have pledges and what's moved, what are we doing to drive things forward? And the topics that I did, like the first one was around the gender pay gap, because if you all remember back in March 2020, when we were all sent home and lockdown began, one of the first things the government did was say, oh, OK, we're going to forget that you need to submit your gender pay gap results this year, as if that was going to solve COVID. Like, cheers, government, for your advocacy of, of equality <laughs> in the UK. But yeah, so, you know, that, that happens. That was one of our first ones. We did another one on psychological safety. We've done so many. But this week was my first one in person. And it was absolutely brilliant. And Massive thanks to our marketing team and our back office. So Harriet in back office, Lydia, Alexandra and George in marketing. They were absolutely fantastic and they supported me so brilliantly in terms of getting the room looking amazing. We had a huge crypto coin. We uh, handed out some crypto as well. We had crypto cookies. I mean, stop it. It was just amazing. But the main thing about this is that I had a fantastic conversation with female C-level members of staff within the crypto space talking about is it all all the hype that the media's putting out there of how crypto's over and you know within the first five minutes of the roundtable we were all laughing about the meme that's out there where crypto is like a cat with nine lives and just keeps coming back <laughs> and and look just as what we spoke about last week Rob like the industry it has it gets a shakeout every now and again 
and the ones that are absolutely wedded to regulation and, and making crypto last, those are the ones that will survive. Yeah, so more absolutely. to follow on that, for sure. Yeah, and probably a, a documentary around these these topics as well, so I'm led to believe. <laughs> yeah, quick, quick question for you, if I may. When when you, you know, you're very client-facing by, by the nature of your role. When you're talking to businesses, how open are they to a genuine partnership? You know, is, is there still this legacy of like, here's our job, don't talk to me, go fill it. Or is or has that shifted? And have you been able to shift that into a genuine, here's what we're seeing, let us help you. Let, let's point you in a slightly different direction if we need to. I'd say it's about 60-40. And 60, 60 to the former. Yeah, 60 to the old way of just building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had a lunch with a client yesterday and the, the lunch was fantastic food, but the service was the slowest ever. But you know what? We were chatting the whole way through and it was basically me giving all the visibility I have across all their competitors of without obviously saying names, but just the the trends in the marketplace and what Mm. they need to be doing and saying to their candidates to give them a proper talent experience so that those candidates are more likely to accept their job. And, you know, and they wanted to learn, they were writing notes, they're saying, well, I better write that down because I'm going to go and do something about that. I'm going to talk to our hiring managers. Well, no wonder if we're still doing panel style interviews that people are finding that too abrasive and a, a misrepresentation of our culture. You know, things like this, it was really interesting. They also were asking me my opinion on one of their ideas is to bring in a videoed interview as a first stage and you know there are certain demographics of society that just won't want to get involved in that and this particular business are very keen on reaching the underreached and trying Mm. to build a more inclusive process so I said I don't know whether asking people to be videoed before they've met you is is the best way because I know me I wouldn't want to do that Mm. I would find that I'd find that a little bit intrusive before I've even met somebody in a business that I've got to submit a video of myself. So, you know, the, the fact that they wanted to talk about this, they were they were sharing ideas. It was co-creation. And this is mm. the whole sort of journey of partnership. There was none. It was all competition. Then, it, then we've moved to collaboration. And now it's sitting there and we're co-creating together. And that, to me, is, is exactly where we should be as recruiters. Yeah. And I think companies are really missing out if they're only using us as a delivery tool for for CVs. And and that's far too mm. transactional for, for yeah. how, how recruitment should work nowadays. And it, it, go, it goes back to what we said at the top of this, that, you know, it's your most important asset. And I know I've said that about four times on this, but why, why are you trying to shrimp on that? Why are you trying to make it, you know, the the easiest thing when actually it takes time it takes time to get it right it shouldn't just be to send it out to as many people as you can and you know it's a cv foot race that's not how good recruitment works good recruitment works by understanding what the marketplace in this case the candidates are looking for you know what are our competitors doing how do we get best advantage that that's what good recruitment is and you can only get that in my my experience through partnership you know it cannot be brief 10 agencies first person send me the cv wins I don't even think that we want to be there as a business. You know, there, there will always be a part of that because that's legacy. But the companies I enjoy working with are the ones that partner with us because then you want to go that extra mile for them. You know, you really want to help them solve their problem as opposed to being, A, another recruiter who, if you do send the CV or you don't send the CV, it doesn't really matter. Mm. Whereas the, with the latter section, you've got that relationship. You've got that understanding that this is a really important problem to solve. So you take it upon yourself to really help them. That, that I think, is one of the founders shooting down on this, but that's where Harrington, Harrington Star came from, you know, wanting to provide that service for clients and be something more than just a transactional CV chucker. 
Yeah, and you know, I think I think it's important to to mention that there are a number of companies that say they want to be better, but then they don't actually follow up on that. And we are here to make that really easy for you because mm. it is it is a loss of time, it is a loss of investment, but actually you're you're spending time on this anyway. Because when you lose your candidates, when people don't say yes, when people leave your business sooner than they should, that's where all the time is is lost. And investing at this stage with partners like us can really make all the difference. And I think it's interesting because someone published that there's about 2,500 fintechs in the UK today. And I look at my 19% list, and for anyone that doesn't know what that is, it's a, a newsletter that you would receive every two weeks. And in that newsletter and the conversations with me, you would be given visibility of female technology talents that we are working with right now to find them their next their next great step in their career. This is a simple solution to the gender imbalance problem. And on the one hand, I'm really happy that I have 140 clients signed up to this and have regular conversations with me about it. But on the other hand, what <laughs> that is such a drop mm-hmm. in the ocean. And this and so when I say 60-40 in terms of you know who who wants to partner and who doesn't, that's with the people that I'm in touch with right now. But actually if we look at it from a macro market perspective, it is a drop in the ocean. So yeah, yeah. we're definitely here to reach out to more for sure. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Shall we move on to the questions of the week, the quick fire round? Yes, let's do this. Matt, what's been the most exciting moment for you this week? I'm just really excited actually about like where we are because last week our conversation was just putting the recession into perspective. This week, I've really been like banking up evidence in my mind of, of what we were saying last week. There are so many vacancies coming through. There are mm. so many great stories of Series B, C, D going through across the industry. Yes, there are stories of people struggling to secure funding, but there's still lots of opportunities out there. It's incredibly busy, and it's our responsibility to make sure we're partnering with those clients that need help and with those people that are looking for their next step in their career. And that, to me, is exciting at the minute. Yeah, and I'm at the risk of sounding an original. I think I'll, I'll echo that. I think there ha- and there has been this aura of uncertainty to a degree. You know, we're in we're in summer. There's a lot of talk in, in the newspaper, but as we've said previously, our own empirical data doesn't, you know, indicate that that things are are heading for the precipice or anything like that. But I think it's really interesting that the business is going really well, and it's not just pockets of the business. Every area of the business is really booming at the moment. You know, we're, we're still continuing to hire. We still have ambitious growth. So for me, that, that's that been a really kind of exciting period, you know, where, where we have this uncertainty, but we, we, I'm not saying we, we've come through it, but we're still continuing to perform really, really well. Absolutely. So I ask you to share your lesson of the week first. My lesson of the week is, I think, is execute, you know, is, is follow your plan. Um, and forgive me if I said this before, but fundamentally what we do is really, really simple. You can talk a good game. You can say that you're going to do this, you're going to say you're going to do that, but just do it. We introduced a new kind of lineup this month about we asked our leaders to say what they were going to do this week. And, and the first one we had was Colin, who heads up the Java team. And he's like, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And him and his team have turned around and done it. You know, they, they said they're going to get this many jobs. They said they're going to get this many CVs. And they just worked really hard. And they put themselves in a phenomenal position to do great work with their clients, make a lot of business simply by doing what they said they're going to do. You know, and what they said they're going to do, with all due respect, wasn't revolutionary. It's like, we're going to work hard. This is where we're targeting. They went away and did it, and they're reaping the reward. So for me, 
just do it, execute the plan. Oh, just do it, Nike. Well, Nike, yes. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what my lesson is? Persistence beats resistance, which kind of is is the same as that, isn't it? Because I think we have been incredibly persistent with our message around partnerships and wanting to take our partnership with our clients, with our suppliers, with our candidates to the next level. We have been talking about this and doing this, walking this talk for what, 13 years now? And I really feel like, yeah, but everything that encapsulates that is persistence beats resistance. So I wanted to mention that today as well. Nice. Do you want to do your star of the week first yes. or shall I do mine? Yes, I'm really okay. excited about my star of the week. So it is Chris. So Chris, I wanted to give a massive shout out to because I've just been seeing the way that this guy works and it's really, really inspirational. We talk a lot about doing the basics in recruitment, reaching out to a large number of people, going the extra mile for them, always talking with as much clarity as possible and and putting as much information into every call because we're supposed to be not just here is the job description, but let me tell you everything I know about that company. Let me tell you everything I know about the interview. Let me tell you about where this is going to take your career. Now, for somebody that hasn't been in recruitment, you know, more than, what, two and a half, three months, for you to be able to provide information at a high level, you have got to be really, really almost academic with it, writing notes, listening to calls that more senior people are doing and understanding the process behind them, getting to your, your training sessions early, prepped, ready to give it your absolute all. And this is exactly what Chris has been doing. Like, if you were to see his book, if he shows it to you, it's page upon page of scripts that he is crafting to ensure that when he introduces himself to people, he packs a punch, he's memorable, and he's adding value the whole time. And that, to me, is the most important thing anyone can do when they start within our business, like show that sort of attitude where... Every single call matters. Every single person matters. Whether they're going to be right for this job, whether they're going to be right for another one, whether they're not going to be right for any of our jobs that we have right now, he treats everyone with the utmost respect and adds value to them. And I have got no doubt that he carries on like this for the next six months. He will have hundreds, if not thousands, of candidates that know that this is the sort of person they want representing them. And in this marketplace, that is absolutely the best way to be so yeah he is a big star for me right now shining spot on love love that absolutely love that it's it's really nice to see you know kind of the students of the game come in and want to learn and want to be better and and want to you know put themselves out there in the best possible way And, and for many of the same reasons my star of the week is Susie you know we've done lots of training sessions with her always taking notes, always asking questions, always wanting to know why we do that, always trying to understand the rationale behind things and how she can be better. And again, someone that's never done the job, someone's come in learning a new market, learning a new skill, learning a new career, and has absolutely smashed it out of the park. You know, and I'm not just focusing on the results, which have been phenomenal, you know, like incredible results, but the way she goes about it, the way she carries herself, the way she wants to learn, the way that she always wants to get better always provide better service i think it's it's been incredible you know her and chris i think they joined at the same time similar attitude similar application two words we've spoken a lot about over the past couple of weeks they've got it in abundance 
Yeah, love that. And doesn't that like make you smile that someone yeah, just, just cares? Like that is that is exactly what we've been talking about today with partnerships, that care, that attention. Like I love it. Mm. Like when we started it was just learn everything be the best you can be and and i love that i, I love what we do i love recruitment i love mm. how important it is without you know uh, sounding ridiculous it is it's really important and i love people that have that passion and want to do the same perfect so to everyone listening thank you so much for joining us we love doing this podcast we love that you listen to it from all over the world please do keep rating and reviewing and recommending the podcast and contact us with any specific questions that you have for us because we absolutely love having you on fintech focus tv or on one of the pods with me we couldn't be happier to accommodate and respond to any questions that you have for us about this marketplace so thanks for listening and we will see you next week